Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ready in three, two, one. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Back from his paperwork abyss from grad school, between grad school and IEPs, it's my main man, Israel Troop. Don't worry, Israel. Uh, Matt Perkins pinch hit for you last week. Uh, did a did a good job, but it's not quite the same. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm good. You know, life of a classroom teacher, man. You know, got all this paperwork to do and trying to finish up this specialist so I can make a little bit more change. So, you know, you you complain, but ain't nobody going to listen. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's all good. You just keep plugging along, right? Well, uh, we both got long road trips this week for our respective high school programs. You got you're going to Augusta. I'm going to Memphis. Yep. We got this is the last road trip, Lord's willing. Um, we're in the region, so we can host a couple of playoff games at home. So last week was the first time we've played home in like five weeks. So, yeah. you know, our last two games are at home with the big uh, matchup against our crosstown rival, the Coffee County Trojans, you know, hopefully for the region championship. Yeah, we uh, we unfortunately squandered that unless um, MUS Memphis University School decides they're going to drop a game or two. Um we will likely, if we went out, we'll finish second in the region, which means uh, the, the way we're set up with only 11 teams in our region and our entire classification, actually, um, we just reshuffle the deck and and, uh, and play it out. So we will get a first-round bye uh, and host our next playoff game, and then it'll be determined based on how things play out if we host the semifinals or not. And then the state championships are in Chattanooga. So that'll be fun. Do y'all play at UTC for the championship? Yep, we do. Nice. nice. Used to be at Tennessee Tech, and then that that ran out. And so um, UT Chat bought the uh, got the bid for the state championship games. Which why they don't do them at MTSU is like the most central location in Tennessee. I don't know why they don't do that. People can make a trip out of it. Like come up to Nashville. You know, things like that. I mean, Vandy, we should really be playing at Vandy. Um, I mean, they're getting all that construction done. But that's neither here nor there. I don't yeah, make those decisions. Horrible, so it doesn't fall on people. So that's kind of and dangerous to go play over there. And even that's not secure. But uh, we'll talk about that here in just a second. But I want to tell you that our show is brought to you by betonline.ag. It, uh, your number one source for all your sports wagering needs. Uh, if you name it, they got it. Uh, the NHL just got cranked up. The NBA's soon to follow. Uh, college football and NFL are in full swing. The MLB playoffs are in full swing uh, as well. So you can bet on all of those things, live, ga- live game props, uh, live game odds, props. Uh, you can get some parlays. I, I had a list of parlays, and I did not pair them correctly. Um, I thought about doing an early parlay with uh, – 
two overs and uh, Michigan, but I decided to instead go with the over on the Syracuse Florida State game, and that did me in because I took the over on our game, I took the over on the Alabama game, and I took the over on the Syracuse FSU game when in reality I was thinking about taking Michigan minus 33 against Indiana, and I would have won. Hundred bucks. Thank our Georgia Bulldogs for letting me down. They were the only game I lost. Those parlays are rough, man. Those parlays are rough. But uh, what you need to do? Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like forty-five to seven, you know, something like that. Thirty-three-zero. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up being a very interesting, very interesting contest. So, in order to get in on these this action, like we are, you need to head to BetOnline.ag right now uh, and enter the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's believe B L E A V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online.ag, it's where the game starts. So, speaking of that game, um, I guess the word to describe that game would be weird. And I say weird yes. because you score 37 points. You put up well over you put up well over 400 yards of the total offense. Um, it seemed like you just moved the ball at will. Uh, defense played really well for most of the game, and you end up getting one score. You end up, the game ends up getting within one score in the fourth quarter, and you don't really know kind of how it happened. Yeah, it was just an odd odd game because you know Brock Bowers goes down the energy is shot it's a construction zone with the crane and video boards swinging and it's just it was just odd man it was odd let's just say I'm glad all our players had on their helmets because that did not look very stationary at all um, during that whole entire game it was windy the, wind the mean, wind was red there on Saturday that was not safe whatsoever. But like you said, it's one of those weird games to where, you know, you're doing everything right, you know, throughout the game, you know, not a whole lot of penalties that I remember. Um, and you had the one um, turnover um, right before we go down and score, you know, that uh, Van Pran picks up, you know, after the bubble snap there, um, you know, which is like, all right, we got lucky there. We go down and score. Um, we actually put together, you know, one, I think I want to say it was a 10-play drive, you know, to kind of bleed the clock out and things like that. So you know you can do that once you need it um, when you get those four-minute situations um, as we get down the road here. But, you know, it's one of those to where you put up a lot of yards offensively, but you're just not punching it in. You know, something happens, you know, we get a, you know, a bad pass here. I think Brock, um, one, he threw the pick. Um, and two, you know, you missed the wide-open guy. You know, it's just one of those, like you said, weird games to where you can't really explain what happened. Um, you know, the game was pretty much in hand regardless, but just one of those deals to where, uh, what are we doing, guys? You know, um, you look good. I mean, everything's kind of flowing, you know, but it's just like, what's going on? But I will say this to anybody who has watched Georgia play Bandy, uh, whether it's at home and especially when it's in Nashville, it's always a game like that. You know, to where, all right, we're finna be a lot of these kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this game is a lot closer than it should be. And it's always like a bandy 
um, or Kentucky or things like that, which we took care of business against Kentucky. But teams like Bandy, they always seem to make it a lot closer than it should be. And you just can't really, you really just can't explain it. And it was, it was like that when you were playing, right? Like you had some of those games. Yes. Yeah. Like, like what? Every like, can, can you explain what happened then? Like, what is it? Kind of the same deal? Like, what? Like, what? What, what goes it's on? It's, it's, you know, we ran the ball really well. Um, we threw the ball really well. We went over there and played them. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's it like some bad juju. You know, I mean, they they put these guys in a tent. Um, but you know, back when I was playing, you know, you had a locker room, you know, smaller than that tent. You know, it's just one of those deals to where it's like, all right, guys, we just got to get through this and go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. a, I guess it would be 11 o'clock game. What was it? Mm-hmm. Or 10 o'clock game over there because it was a 12. It's, a le- it's um, 11. Yeah, it's 11 local. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you got to play early. You got to get up. Everything's kind of moving a lot quicker than it should be. You know, it's kind of cold, you know, so it's just a weird situation. Situation that always seems to happen, especially against Vandy. You know, and I think it was what 2005, no, not 2006 when they beat us. I think it was. I know it was before I got there. I think they kind of mm-hmm. called us one time. Um, they were really yeah, good. Yeah. So I think it was you know, Jay Cutler's last year there, I think maybe. Yes, I think that's what it was. Um, but, you know, you, you, you're able to come out of here. Um, you got one one significant injury, you know, it's a high ankle sprain, which is by far the worst that you can get um, at any point. You know, it takes forever, even without surgery, um, to even come back from those. And to all the people talking about a knee pad, knee pad does absolutely nothing for you. Um, it was his ankle, not his knee anyway. So the knee pad's just there. I mean, it's it, it, and if you're watching college football today, I mean, having a knee pad is – it's, most people don't even wear knee pads. Some people were shorts. I mean, like, you just yeah, I mean I'm <laughs> trying to find something to give you a point of reference of how big a knee pad is. It's like <laughs> it's like half the size of this. That, yeah, probably a third half, of that size. Probably, it's probably the size of this inner circle right here. That's exactly how big a knee pad is. Like it barely covers your kneecap. If it's yeah. down that far, you know, and they don't make the pants to cover your knees anymore. And it, I mean, when I played, it didn't, I mean, the knee pads are huge, but like they really didn't serve a purpose. I never got hit in the knee. It was like, man, I wish I had my knee pad in that spot. You know, it just, that's, that's never it regardless. <laughs> yeah. Plus when you get hit in your knee, your knee's bending somewhere, some direction, whether it's the I right way or the wrong way. Knee pad. Like if I'm missing a thigh pad and I got hit, you definitely feel that, you know. Mm-hmm. But a knee pad was just you just needed to, you just needed to play. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why teams can go uh, helmet, shoulder pads, and girdles with shorts over top and still go full mm-hmm. speed practice because knee pads don't really matter. Yeah, knee pads don't yeah, really matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. So that whole that whole thing is tired like the refs up here i don't know if they're like that in georgia uh with high school but like our guys there's a new mandate that oh god there's such a crusade about that too man and if you're if you get caught you know you got to come out the game like they'll stop the game to talk about a kid's knee pad but you just completely miss the holding penalty like right in front of your face but you notice this kid's knee pad 
it's yeah, amazing. Well, it's all about the knee pads. Yeah, it's all about the knee pads. All about me. So, oh god, how do you well, think you're gonna have a soon? Yeah, it's good eyes. Now I wish I'd you'd use those eyes on holding. But here's a rule that we have, Israel. That you can tell me how ridiculous this is. So if you have, um, if you get to five knee pad violations. So like if a player has to be sent out five times, the coach gets ejected. Like the same player five times or just five players in general? Just five players in general. Oh, that's I can't. I think like the, the first time is a warning. I think like once you get to three, it's a personal foul. And then once you get to five, it's like the second one that gets you tossed or whatever. I don't know. They just send our kids off here. They're just like, hey, coach, you know, fix the knee pad. Then you can go back in like, for the next play. That's the way it used to be. And now it's, it's some crusade. I don't think it'll last, but. That is very aggressive considering that in college, like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, once the game starts, they don't even care about that. They're more worried about other things. <laughs> yeah, that's, your, that's on you. Yeah. So yeah, I know. I had the same reaction. It's like, what, the, what are they like? We have we have these refs that can barely call offside. Like we, we've had refs that threw a flag and couldn't explain it. I got pass yes. interference. How? I, yeah, I uh, yeah. So he uh, hands. Uh, it, that, that's how the explanation would go. And you're like, that's how we're watching football Saturdays now. You know and. You know, they have, like, um, the people explain it, and I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. As a receiver, I don't believe half these penalties are, are pass interference at all. I just think it's really good defense, but it's pass interference yeah. these days. Yeah, I mean, pass interference should be, in my mind, it should be a blatant uh, – what what's what I trying to say? Blatantly impeding. You're from yeah. catching the ball. Yeah, and it's a ca- like if 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 you wouldn't catch the ball, like and and there's no more like uncatchable, like that's gone out the window. Like there's there's plays where a guy will impede, but like the ball, I don't think he could have caught it against air, where the ball yeah. was, and they're like whoop flag. This game's getting soft. Very, very soft. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the like targeting in the fourth quarter for a second there. I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, um, this game's a lot closer than you thought, especially when they score to make it uh, 20. I was like, shoot. <laughs> it was 31 20. I'm like, oh, oh boy. Because yeah. that, was, that, was right that was right after the Carson Beck interception where he just kept the guy from pick sixing it at least. Give him Kudos to him in that tackle, man. That, he, he, he laid his body on the line for that one. Mm-hmm. He was pissed, too. You could tell. You could tell he was like, you mother, you know. And he yeah. ran over and just every everything he had into him. Every little piece of that body went into that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, Carson, don't get hurt, man. <laughs> All right. I like oh, it. God. I love it. Love, yeah. the love the effort. Love the effort. Like um, I said earlier, you know, once we get back on track here, 
Um, but uh, it's always weird playing Bandy. I mean, it's and you, you've seen it. You've been there. Um, it's just man, some, it's something about Bandy that just creeps up on teams. And if you don't jump on them early, you leave them, give them a chance. I mean, they can they can make some noise now. They are definitely a lot better than they have been. They, they're certainly an SEC team, and they have SEC. They have like better than average caliber players. Uh, they just don't have as many as their counterparts most of the time. But yeah, you can't. It's a like I said, the the atmosphere combined with a little bit of ray of hope, and that team suddenly becomes dangerous. Like they have, they strung together some nice runs, um, and they put together, and they they had a nice explosive strike on that first touchdown on the first series. And I think coming out of the gates doing that, I think gave them confidence and they just played really well after that for, you know, for a lot of the game. And the fact that Georgia couldn't get any explosives on offense, like every touchdown seemed laborious also gave Vanderbilt some hope. Their defense started playing a little harder because, Hey, this team that's usually pretty explosive. And that was really explosive last week against Kentucky has not hit an explosive play on us. And that gave that also gave their defense a little bit of juice. And you can't you, you can't do that to any team, let alone any team in the SEC, and expect you're gonna be wildly successful. Now we ended up winning based on talent, like we kind of settled down and got a sizable enough lead to where we were still in control. But had we had that been in the third quarter, not the fourth I don't know. We might be having a different conversation here. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, it was getting out of hand for a second there. But, you know, um, it's one of those deals that, you know, they kind of realized who they were. And they're like, all right, man, we're tired of playing with y'all. We're going to go ahead and win this game so we can get back home. Because yeah. um, I'm kind of screwing the scoreboard that's been swinging this whole entire game. Um, well, they probably but, couldn't see it because they're, like, w- watching moving target, you know? <laughs> And the bl- and the black awesome. line of uh, of you know pixels that are out on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And that is that's very true. That is very probably true. very, dis- probably very distracting. True. But at the same time, you know, everybody wants to talk about the SEC's down. Um, you know, you want to talk about you know you see all these things about well, Georgia only beat Vandy by you know such and such score and this that and the third. I'm like, guys, you do understand that anybody can get beat on. A Saturday, you know, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Florida. Man, coach broke his whole entire foot because he was upset. You know, yeah. so you know, you just never know what'll happen. You know, Missouri and LSU. I mean, Missouri is pretty much in control of that game. LSU comes back and beat them. You know, mm-hmm. Arkansas and Alabama get into a shootout. You know, what I mean, Arkansas has been doing that to a lot of teams. Yes, this is. This two and five, I saw a thing today saying that, you know, Arkansas was a bottom of the barrel team. I mean, you can say that, but they just hadn't won. I don't think they're bottom of the barrel by any means. Um, but it's just one of those years, you know, that, you know, catches this year. I say us because we're all SEC here. Um, and just watch as of how the tables are turned. Um, you see what happens, you know, when you play really good defense. You know, USC kind of ran into that with Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, so every Saturday this year is pretty much up for grabs. I mean, um, Colorado's up 28-29-0 at halftime or something like that, and then they end up getting beaten overtime. You know what yeah. I mean? To Stanford, who was 1-3 at the time. So and Now Stanford is is 
bottom bottom tier right now of yes. the Pac-12, which I mean, there's not a whole lot of strong teams out there. There's no clear like dominant team in football this year, except for, I think Michigan yeah. is the most dominant team so far, um, just from their performance. But they still got to play Ohio State. I mean, they still got to play Penn State, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So it has two really, really good teams they got to play in Penn State and Ohio State play this weekend. So just one of those deals to where, guys, pump your brakes. I know you guys get paid to say all this stuff on social media. Um, I understand the SEC is to the SEC at the end of the day. And and understand this as well. Like, the reason why Georgia's still number one is not because we're lighting the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination at this moment. But we are currently the the holders of the longest win streak in SEC history. We're back to back reigning. We have not lost since December of 2021. Um, and until we do, we're going to be number one. And if that upsets you, you don't understand the longevity of a program such you know winning such in, in this manner. Sure, Michigan may be better. They have a veteran quarterback. They have a lot of veteran pieces and and. They're, they've been a good program for the last four-something years since since Harbaugh kind of really turned it around. And they're really good. Washington showed me a lot, but Oregon had control of that game most of the way, and, and Washington kind of took it there at the end. I mean, they went back and forth for a, for a bit, but Oregon just kind of kept pushing it along a little bit. And then, of, then of course, uh, Washington went there and got it in the end. Two really good teams out on the West Coast getting ready to head to the Big Ten. Uh, FSU, you know, they they didn't cover the 54-and-a-half uh, over, but they beat the hell out of Syracuse, which uh, previous, the previous three years Florida State teams would have struggled in that game. That game would yes. have been that game would have been 42 to 40 Syracuse. You know, in, in years past, in the recent years past with Florida State, like they've come a long way. They're they're pretty dominant right now. In the Big Twelve, you've got Oklahoma, who's who's dominant, and Texas is right there with them. Like that game was everything we thought it should be, and is probably going to be rematched in the Big Twelve title game. So, like you look at dominant dominant teams, there's not one team you're like, okay, that's the team, and Georgia included. Yes. But you're looking at a handful of teams like. God, I wish this 12-team playoff was a year earlier because we would get some really good matchups here, but Absolutely. you're not. Um, but this year's playoff picture is going to be very, very interesting, I think. It is. It is. You're going to get a at least a one-loss West team um, in the SEC championship game. You're mm-hmm. probably going to get a one-loss Big 12 team, a one-loss Big 10 team outside of Michigan. So... It's going to be really, really interesting. So it's going to come down to the fact that if Washington can keep running the table, Florida State can run the table, if Georgia can run the table, and Michigan can run the table, there's your four teams. Mm -hmm. Right? And unfortunately, probably Oklahoma gets left. So it's going to come down to, you know, your – I mean, is there a scenario where the SEC finally gets left out if there's a one-loss team and the others run the table? It's a possibility. Let's see. It'd be Michigan would be undefeated. Florida State would be undefeated. Washington would be undefeated. Mm-hmm. And then you have Oklahoma undefeated. Yeah, so then it'd be on Oklahoma. Or an SEC team would be out. That'd be, 
that'd be kind of crazy. I know the rest of the world would like that, but um, as of right now, I just I don't know. I don't see those teams getting by unscathed. Like maybe maybe Florida State would go undefeated. Yeah, they got this week. That's okay, that's, no, that's not a <laughs> that's not a given. <laughs> not a given. Um, it's the Blue Devils. I'm telling you right now. Oregon still has to play Oregon State and Washington State and Utah, and I think they play USC, and I think they I think they still have some some very losable games. I think Washington still has to play all those teams, most of those teams. Those aren't easy games. Now all of a sudden, uh, the Pac-12 has gotten a lot stronger this year. Um, I, I think if everything like if Georgia runs it, I, I think Oklahoma has probably the best chance of getting left out. In this scenario, just from a sense of schedule of who they've played, you know, because the Pac-12 yeah. for the first time is really, really strong this year. You know, you can even throw Colorado in there too. You know, it's, it's one of those deals where it's not the old Colorado. This is a really good Colorado team that you beat. You know, that very immature so. Colorado team, unfortunately. Yeah. But the whole uh, when Leon said that, and we practice tomorrow, I could only imagine if like Coach Rick said that, like after a game. Like, oh, and we we'll practicing tomorrow. Oh, man, that hurt. Hurt me down in my soul to hear him say that. Yeah. But they deserve it. Yeah, they can't. They, they, they've they got to grow up a little bit, on, uh, honestly. I, I think when they – they just they, – they were smelling themselves a little bit. I mean, let's just call it what it is. They were – it is what it is. It happens it is to ourselves. Um, Drake, um, Aubrey, um, whatever you want us to call you. Um, we really don't appreciate you wearing anything Georgian um, because we saw what happened. Um, our number one weapon's down. And now everybody's on the internet freaking out because our number one weapon is down. Um, but to all you guys freaking out, there's a reason why we recruit. Um, although he is a very, very good weapon that we lost. We recruit for a reason. Um, and it's just one of those deals where it's time to step up. And it's also a reason why we do what we do and you do what you do. Because understand, as a coach, injuries happen, sickness happens. Um, we can't sit here and be mad, happy, sad, glad, whatever that has happened. We got to go ahead and do a job. Uh, we got to figure out who can we replace, you know, um, who can we put in his place. Um, and we got still got to go ahead and play football games. You know, we're about to hit a stretch here. We got Florida. And we got Missouri, we got Ole Miss, we got Georgia Tech, you know, Tennessee. We're about to hit a stretch here to where we can't really sit in our feelings and be sad because we're losing one player. Right. We're going to have to adjust and move on. Oscar Delp is going to have to grow up, grow up fast. Um, I know he's kind of had his struggles a little bit. We're going to have to rely on our 10 personnel packages more. Um, maybe our 11 personnel packages where Oscar Delp is not the number one option in a, in a route combo. Uh, you know, the run game is going to have to get going. I think Kendall Milton's going to have to have an appointment with Mr. Miyagi's and get his whatever's going on with him uh, healed. No, man, I, can't, I just can't catch a break. Man, just – he was having a day too, man. Like, I, I think I think he runs for 500 yards if he doesn't get hurt, man. That guy was running, man. I got to figure out what we're doing at practice, man, because, you know – our running backs were just getting destroyed, <laughs> you know, that between Monday to 
Thursday, I feel like our running backs are just going through hell every day because it's like, well, we, he, he, he did something today at practice. You know, are they having practice on on Lumpkin Street? I don't know. Are they practicing they're, jump cutting around traffic? Man, they are they are getting it right now. You know, so our running back rooms look a little a little thin at the moment. Yeah, it's getting it got thin quickly too. Yes, very <laughs> quickly. Well, Dejan, you're uh, Dejan was a perfect like one B compliment mm-hmm. uh, to Kendall Milton. Like the way they split their carries was amazing. But like, if one of them has to carry the load, it gets a little tricky. Yeah, it's one of those deals to where hey, like running backs, just look y'all, just come through, walk through. Um, like we're gonna put y'all on the yellow jersey. You can't take any contact whatsoever until the weekend. Yeah. Your only contact is maybe Tuesday a little bit, just so you're not yeah. completely thrown off on Saturday. You got two periods of contact, big dog, two periods, and that's it. Yeah. Get, get them on the Steve McNair practice plan. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't practice the entire month of – he would never practice, like, from Thanksgiving on because he was always that beat up. And, oh, yeah. he, and he got there, and, and he got there and, pre- and play and just destroy people. Slice and dice, man. Slice and dice. That guy was unreal, man. Um, but yeah, so the, I, I think the plan is, and this is where Bobo's gonna have to get Coach Bobo's gonna have to get a little creative. Which, I mean, I, I've been sent, I, I've sent you stuff, I've sent you texts and things like that. Like, he, you know the the new the new it motion that Mike McDaniel's using down in Miami, the exit motion, I think is what they call it. Where you motion out instead of in receiver motion motions out instead of in. And it's a lot of times it's that short motion. It's not all the way across. It's like the short motion out instead of like, you know, like where you zip motion and the guy, he, 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 he comes in and creates a new number one by coming, by coming in and becoming like the number two or three. Well, instead, yeah. they they start as the number three and they become the new number one and they do it fast. But what was doing a lot of that against Kentucky? Like he started implementing some of that and the the scheme. Like you watch this offense and you you, th- you would think by listening to like if I just listen to what people said, I would think that we're lining up in the in the the straight uh, T formation and wishbone and running power. You think we're running the whole team and. College football. If you listen to people talk, so here, here's a lesson for one-on-one guys. Um, the SEC is not like the Pac-10. Okay, and I think I said this, and I know me and you were texting. I was like, we actually play defense over here. So this whole, all right, we're going to go out here, and you know, these games are 42, 45, 56 to 50. You know, you're not going to get those in the SEC unless somebody's having a really, really bad day defensively. You know, so it's, those games are far and few between that you're going to have them. Um, so we play defense over here. So y'all just relax and just understand that there's going to be games you're going to have to just win the the twenty, the seventeens, and things like that in this league because that's because our league our league is hard. You know, even when Alabama was beating people to, to sleep, you know, those games were still what like thirty four to seventeen, something like that. You know, seventeen point all games. 
Um, so, I mean, everybody relax. We're, we're still winning. That's amazing when you're winning and people are still upset. Like, I don't, I don't know who you want. Like, you want to score 60 points? Well, that's not going to happen because we're going to get young guys in and those guys are going to play. So, I mean, you're developing talent. If you want to know why Georgia's so good, because we're developing talent because those guys get into the game. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the mark, so how would you judge a good offense? Like, to me, it's not that you score 60 points because, like, you can luck your way into 60 points a lot of times, honestly, like a couple big plays here, return something in the return game there. And, you know, you get the, the mark of a good offense is something that runs smoothly. You, you have an offense that doesn't look like every play is laborious. Like the, every play is difficult to execute. Yes. Like it's smooth. It's, it's getting first downs. It's staying ahead of schedule. It's winning first down, getting to second and five and then getting from second and five, the worst case scenario, third and two. If not, go ahead and go ahead and move the chains. Like staying ahead of the down and distance situations, completing easy passes, and scoring and, and getting points in eight to ten plays or less. Yes. And being able to do that on a fairly consistent basis, and understanding that punting is not always a bad thing. Yes. That's a good offense. And I, I once heard a coach I can't at a clinic, I can't remember his name, but I remember the quote. He said, the goal is to end every drive with a kick. Mm-hmm. Didn't say what kind of kick. So you end a drive with a, a field goal, a PAT, or a punt, and you're usually in good shape. Yes. Meaning you take care of the ball and let your defense actually do what they're recruited to do it's good team complimentary football. You play field position in this league. That's okay. I don't think people understand that. Like every play doesn't have to be the greatest play in the history of a football. A good play in the SEC is gaining four yards. Yes. And let's think about this, shall we? Let's go back to Texas versus Oklahoma. Okay. Which is a really, really good game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Oklahoma scores. What does Texas do? They go right back down the score. So what happens mm-hmm. then? You give the ball right back to the other team that your yeah. defense just cut off the field with. Come on, guys. I mean, it's not rocket science. You know, if you take care of the football, you control the clock, give your defense some rest, it's a pretty good chance those guys are feeling really sporty. They're going to go out there and play really good defense. Well, if they score seven, you score seven within three plays, gets Tennessee in trouble all the time especially this past week, and if you watch them play, get the ball right back to those guys, what are they going to do? Your defense, their tired defense, is going to have to go right back out there. And what tends to happen, they score a lot of points. Because mm-hmm. your defense is tired, they blow assignments, they get beat physically, whatever the case may be, and it's it's over. So. And you get coach but, dirty, so then, there, then that happens. Oh, you don't want to get coach dirty. That's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, all right, man. Well, this is it. Yeah, out there. Well, that's that's football one on one. Um, for you offensive geniuses that sit and just watch on Saturdays. There you go. A lot of work goes into this stuff, guys. A lot of work that goes into it that you just see on Saturday. And I will continue to say that that our job is not easy, especially when you're listening to people who can't do what we do. It's really hard. Yeah. 
and just try <laughs> to be a- professional. Yeah. God, I hate this. That's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, okay. Like, I, anytime somebody's like, yeah, this this guy sucks or that coach is terrible or, you know, coach troop doesn't know what a good play is. If it hit him in the face, you know, I'd be like, here's your look. Come on. Like join my staff. Like let's, let's, let's see what you got. I got an open. Don't you like lay concrete for your career, which is very, it's a very, very good career. Very, y'all make more than we do. So, I mean, I don't tell you how to come out there and lay concrete. I don't know how to do that. I don't. I'm not going to come and tell you how to lay concrete. I'm going to say, hey, I trust that you know what the hell you're doing, and you're doing a damn good job. As long as, it, as, long as that concrete doesn't buckle underneath my feet, we're good. Absolutely. So, we're good. I'm going to let you do your thing. When I retire, okay, I'm going to remember all these people mm-hmm. that have you know, try to say things about me and I'm going to go into their place of business and I'm going to tell them everything that they did wrong. You know, got a couple of dentists that I need to talk to. Um, I got a list of people that when I retire, because you know, I ain't got nothing to lose at that point. You know, I'm retired now. What are you, what, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. we're, going to have, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to sit in your waiting room and be like, hey, you're doing that wrong. Although I have no clue what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. I could do better. Here, give, give me that little pick of death thing that the devil's tool. That thing is that thing was crafted by Satan himself. The little pick thing, you know, that you scrape. I hate that thing. Oh, hey, I saw, I saw this guy on YouTube do it a lot better than you. Yeah. I drafted this other dentist in my fantasy dentist draft. Yeah, you know the other, the other, you know the other dentist office got this guy from like Switzerland. You know he's supposed to be the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you clearly don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. just a little, we just should. a little thing like that to where you guys understand. Like it's hard out here. We were just talking about this off stage. It's really hard to be a coach. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to really love what you do because these people be trying you sometimes. Yeah, everyone's a better coach than you. Every every. Every person outside those doors is a better coach than you. Yes, and we're undefeated. We're undefeated, man. That's all that matters. And Bobo, I trust. Um, you're 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 always an idiot. You're always the idiot. That coach Troop, man, he's just such an idiot. Throw it deep. Then you throw it deep. Run the ball. Why are you throwing it to him? What the what are we doing? <laughs> Do it. What are we? What are we doing? Well, I, ask, I, I we ask ourselves that question all the time. What are we doing? Yeah. There's been plenty of times where I've called a play and I'm like, God, bless the core here, dumbass. <laughs> I'll call a play and I'm like, God, that was stupid. Okay, sorry, guys. I'm bad. <laughs> sorry, strike that one out. First, first play of first play of offensive football in our season last year. Um, I call a uh, I call a bottle screen. We go we go uh, trips bunch wide bunch. Uh, call bottle screen. Well, my point guy miss it. Like we had just acres of space, and we get one guy blocked. We're probably worst case scenario gain of twenty, right? 
well, dude misses the block, and instead of like absolute worst thing that could, what's the absolute worst thing that could happen on a bubble screen? Lateral at a at a bunch. It's a lateral. No, worse than that. He picked it. He picked it. <laughs> he didn't even get touched. <laughs> picked it and sixed it. Oh, it's a bad day. Yeah, it's a bad day. but luckily it wasn't too long of a the the six part wasn't too long because it was like we were pinned down deep. <laughs> yeah. We were like on the ten on the minus ten. He pick six to run yeah. down your side and it's not on your team. It's a bad yeah. Dude just pick six and I'm like, oh I'm like, oh our quarterback got it out a, a touch slow. We missed the block. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. I guess your quarterback didn't go make tackle like Carson Beck did that. He didn't have time to. I was in the end zone before he could even before he even realized he threw a pick. God dang it! That's how quick it happened. Okay, oh, Or here we go. Yeah. All right, kick off. Hey, we go. got off week this week. Get a yeah. couple guys healthy. You know, yeah. uh, get Brock another a week because I think he had surgery. What yesterday or today, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I so. think he had it today. I think he was choosing what he was going to do, and I think he had it today. Him and Mims had are having the same exact surgery, right? Mm-hmm. So Mims yeah. should have about three weeks left before he comes. If back. we could just, if we could just survive and get to, to, you know, if we can survive three, if we can survive the next four games, I'll say four games. Just win. I don't care what it looks like. Just win. Get yourself. Into the SEC championship where Brock and Marius Milton, all those guys are back. And then let's go. It's a great day. Ball. Let's make this great run. Day. It's a great day to have a great day. You already know. Absolutely. But yeah. The only offensive coordinator, the, the only people I'm listening to criticism from is other, is Pierce. Like if, if, if you watch one of my games and you were like, Cor, what'd you call that? Or what are you doing here? What were you thinking there? And then I could tell you, and then you'd be like, "Oh, well, here's how I approach it." You know, that's the only. That's the only like. That's the only people I would listen to. Everyone else is just. Wah 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 wah. Yeah, that's what they sound like too. Mm-hmm. Exactly what they sound like. Sometimes it's funny, like sometimes I laugh. Well, like I call it my fan club. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had this manager. Uh, it's this kid's dad. Like he was probably the greatest parent. He was probably the greatest football parent I think I've ever encountered. Um, he was a manager for two. He was our equipment guy, like our game day manager. For two years after his son graduated. Oh, that's a good dude right there. They don't make him like that. I mean, it just he had no agenda. He would he just he just wanted to help. He yeah. would like carry all our stuff. He would set up the side set up and break down sideline stuff. He would fix things. He would like I mean the, yeah. he did everything. 
Shout out to that guy. Wish there were more like you. I almost shout, shout out to his name, Scott Garland. Scott Garland. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, Scott. Uh, sometimes he's listened to our podcast because I've talked about it. But if you, Scott, if you're listening to this one, you you probably the greatest foot you you not probably you are the greatest f- football parent I've ever encountered. He's still I consider him a friend now. Like he's a friend of mine. Like I would call him like and say, hey, let's like. I don't really call anybody these days to say, Hey, let's go grab something for lunch. But like, if I did, he would be somebody that I, I could call and hang out with for a minute. He's hilarious too. Like he's funny. Need more like him. Mm-hmm. He's a, um, he does, uh, car painting. He like body shop, deep car painting stuff. He paints cars. Mostly, like a paint and body shop, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, well, uh, we went a little extra long because it's bye week, and this might be the only episode we get to this week. But um, we're gonna we're gonna stop it right there, though. Um, I, I think we've pretty much beat every everything into the ground at this point. So we hope that Georgia has a great week of of uh, of healing. Get everybody healthy. Um, we hope you guys have a great week off from Georgia football. I, I know there's a lot of people out there whose well-being depends on getting away from college football for a weekend. Um, <laughs> and um, it could serve a lot of people in the, in Dog Nation very well to take this week off and, and think about the next three to four without some of our biggest weapons and just trying to trying to get through. Absolutely. Everybody so, just relax. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. I've taken that. I've taken that motto. It's it's gonna be okay. It, it we at this point, if you don't trust it at this point, you're probably never gonna trust it. Let's just be honest about that. Nah, we don't need you. Yeah, we don't need you. Go root for whoever. I don't care. Go root for Florida. That's a good idea. Go root for Tech. Go root for Miami. Root for MTSU. I don't care who you root for. Just don't root for Georgia if you're going to be like that. There you go. There you go. So, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. We hope you have a great rest of your week. If we don't see you back here, enjoy your bye week. And uh, if you play on BetOnline.ag, we hope you hit your parlays. But until then, go dogs. Go dogs. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.